welcome to the regular exclusive podcast with Jace and Renee. And we talk a lot about movies and TV shows, and we have a lot of fun while we do it. That is true. And we watched a very, very fun movie that we're going to be talking about later. X. If you haven't seen it, why are you listening to this? But you should go watch it. Go watch it. It's on Showtime. (laughs) It's on Showtime, and it's definitely worth a watch. 100%. You're missing out if you haven't seen it, especially if you're a horror movie fan, people. Get on it. And Renee is the horror queen of the regular exclusive. So when she says it's a good horror movie, it means something. But before we get to that, Renee, what else have you been watching this week? Uh, As always, I got to really narrow down the list for these because I could just go on and on. But uh, this Uh, horror films, safe to say, on a regular (laughs) basis. Um, I did get a good couple rewatches in on the Lord of the Rings this week just because that show Rings of Power got me just (laughs) feeling the Hobbit vibes. I wanted to get back in there and it was just marvelous. So that was like a rare non-horror watch. But in general, um, I went... I mostly am always in hor- in the horror genre. Not the horror genre. I just I always feel like I say it weird. Horror. <laughs> yeah, I'm a horror. <laughs> um, so the first thing I which totally surprised me because normally they announce this shit, I think, but American Horror Story, New York City, the new season, they dropped two episodes all of a sudden last on this Wednesday this past week without a trailer even for the show. It mm. was in, it was insane. So I was like okay well now now you got my interest i don't know what the fuck the show's about except it looked like snm stuff from the little preview thing that they showed and uh it is a little bit snm it's about a serial killer in new york targeting gay men and it's pretty actually like does not feel like american horror story at all it's very similar to the jeffrey dahmer show the same tone Mm. and vibe very unsettling and like creepy but also like, it's just not as campy and wild and out there and colorful as, like, normally that's how, like, American Horror Story is. Especially in the first episode. They really go in swinging, you know? <laughs> I didn't even watch for a while, but... How many seasons of that show has there been? Because I've been clocked out since, like, halfway through season three. I can't believe you never... You didn't finish season three? That was my favorite. <laughs> the Coven? That was the best. Um, It's on season 11 now. Jesus. Okay. But yeah, this one, I had nothing, I I think every year with American Horror Story, I'm ready to get hurt again. It's like a toxic relationship (laughs) that I keep going back into because I remember the fond times, but I just, I conveniently wipe my brain of all the horrible things they've done to me in the past and how (laughs) how they've treated me wrongly. But, you know, every season I'm ready there, day one, back for more. So (laughs) we'll see if they keep it up. So far, very promising. Does not feel like American Horror Story, but I think I've said that before. So you're you're solely keeping this this show alive. <laughs> I I mean, not me. They keep renewing it. It's like got two or three more seasons going, like already renewed. I think because people fucking watch this shit. It's because the marketing's good. Every season, we're like, oh, I've totally forgot how much I didn't really enjoy the end of last season. I guess I'll watch this one. It could be different. <laughs> you know, they it, it's kind of a great format that way. The anthology thing. Yeah, the anthology thing makes it work because they're like, oh, we don't have to carry that on. Yeah, and you're also <laughs> like, oh, I can watch without even if I didn't remember or really care for or like even watch the previous season. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. But yeah, then I carried on the anthology thing because another new anthology dropped this week, with which was the newest segment in VHS 99. And it just dropped on Shutter. 
And I, you know, I feel like I love anthology movies a lot, especially they're mostly all, all horror. But I, I find if there's a really good one, it's like most of them are like just good. And then there's like usually one or two standouts, right? Mm-hmm. And then like sometimes there's a really shit one, but you're like, whatever, I'm getting all these other flavors and those are good. So this one, there's like five stories and it's the first one that doesn't have like a wraparound story between segments, which kind of was great because I always feel like those are the worst parts. The best one is directed by oh, Vanessa and Joseph Winter, who just did Deadstream, yes. which is another movie that I just watched. And their segment is 100% the best from the new VHS. It's called To Hell and Back, and it's just incredible. It's, it's <laughs> wonderful. So if you, if you liked uh, Deadstream, which I know we're going to talk about, uh, that one has the same vibes. Their, their segment in VHS 99 is very similar, so you'd like that. I also thought the scariest one was Suicide Bid, which is directed by uh, Johannes Roberts, who directed both of the 47 Meters Down movies, weirdly enough. Oh. It doesn't have anything to do with sharks. <laughs> Wait, what's the name of the segment? Suicide Bid. Wow, that's such a better name than any other n- movie he's come out with. <laughs> I know. He also, I just watched, uh, he directed the Strangers sequel, The Strangers Pray at Night. It's like, that's stupid. That that was a dumb name. And also that movie sucked. But I will say his segment scared the shit out of me. And it was the most terrifying one. I, I really enjoyed it. I think he he did great. So I, I'd be down to see him do another one. They just announced they're doing VHS 85 comes out next year. So they're going to keep this thing going. I don't think it's going anywhere. Wait, so the most recent one was 99. Wasn't the last one 79? No, so it was VHS, VHS two, VHS viral, yeah, and then VHS ninety four, and then ninety nine, and then they're going back to eighty five. Just jumping around, okay. Well, they can't really go past ninety nine as much, I guess, like in the early two thousands, because it's like VHS kind of like left after that. Like <laughs> the DVDs came about, and then that they were gone. So they only really have like a certain amount of like room to play with it. But I do find that they're still getting creative with the format, so it's not all the same. Yeah. And DVD sounds way less sinister. Yeah, it does. It definitely DVD does. DVD 2007. Yeah, I mean, give, give it a few years, though. Maybe it'll seem like so terrifying because it's so old. I mean, that's just thinking about all the work that goes into watching a VHS tape. I'm like, I can't believe people ever did that. It's just too much. <laughs> and then rewinding it every time. My God. That, that should be an episode that we do where... We talk about how less scary movies are that revolve around VHS. Like if mm-hmm. they had to be DVDs. Like, can you imagine The Ring if it was a DVD instead of a VHS? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would make sense. But what's funny about that that you mentioned is that oh, I went back and watched like a bunch of like early 2000s, like especially like 90s horror movies recently. And so many of them, it was like a huge thing back then where somebody would kill a bunch of people by throwing CDs at them. And like cutting them or like slitting their throats and shit. Like I've seen a lot of killer CDs in a lot of 90s movies. And I'm like, I didn't know that this is a thing. Like there's death by CD. It was a popular way to go back then. That is one of the Cenobites in the later Hellraiser movies. He's like got CDs all in him. And he just like chucks them around like saw blades. It's insane. They were like, these things are going to be around forever. So I think we should incorporate them as much as possible in every horror movie ever. Uh, Yeah. So I, I recommend VHS. Maybe eventually it'll be DVD. Who knows? They'll probably run out of ideas at some point. But 
I think the thing I was most excited about was Deadstream that I watched. Yeah. It was also uh, on Shutter. Let's spend some time talking about Deadstream because yeah, you you told me that I that it's a must watch, and you were right. It is so fun. <laughs> Isn't it fun? It's just great, and it's it's a one man show basically. If you want to tell them what it's about. Yeah, so the premise is essentially a YouTuber does something bad, and so then he loses all of his sponsors, and he is he's on the comeback. He has one sponsor left, and he's doing everything to hold on to him. It's an energy drink or something. <laughs> it's so good. But so his whole bit is that he does things that scare him. And he and he live streams it, you know, so he like goes and like throws an egg at a cop or something or he gets smuggled over the Mexican border. I loved the little like just all the different things that they showed him doing in his other videos. And like it just felt super real. Like there's people I felt like this guy could be a real YouTuber. I didn't know who he was before this. So I totally bought it. It totally did. And so then his. um. So then the movie is he is going to spend the night in a legitimate haunted house. And so he goes in there and then it's actually haunted and things happen. So if you haven't seen it, uh, spoiler alert going forward, uh, yes. check the timestamps and skip. But we're going to get into some spoilers. Yes, because you have to. It's like you just have to. <laughs> this movie shocked me or surprised me in how equally funny and scary it was right there's like uh, it's it's funny for like 90 percent of it but then like when it's scary it's like really freaky yeah like it is funny throughout but like the funny does not diffuse the scary totally which is really hard to pull off with how ridiculous and over the top like his character is and like like it's sam raimi kind of humor would you agree with that it's very evil dead Yeah, like, it's funny, but it's also, like, gross, and, like, the creatures are weird as fuck looking and, like, creepy looking. Like, it's gross, and it it is actually unsettling. It's incredible how they pulled all that off without, like, being a total ripoff of Evil Dead. Because it is, like, Evil Dead 2, one guy in a house with a bunch of demon ghost things by himself, and that's it. But then the one guy is a is a is a youtuber yeah he's the worst <laughs> like and subscribe like i was just laughing so hard because oh my god i i loved how just throughout the whole movie like he's looking at the live stream and like interacting with the comments and, like yeah. when, his responses to all of them are so funny like the one where someone's like i'm an atheist so i don't believe in any of this stuff and it's not real and then he's like oh that's real helpful thanks a lot kombucha are you still with what's your name no shh we're here He's he's so authentic. I I think the only people who like would be really annoyed by him are people that have never watched YouTube. Like he nails the YouTube personality so good. Forget to smash that like button, smash that subscribe button and follow me on. I love how he cut like he commits to it the whole movie. But the early part, like you're like, you can tell that like he's faking his fear like he's playing it up but then when shit starts to actually happen like it's just the littlest thing but like he is genuinely scared yeah but he's also like i gotta keep the engagement (laughs) yeah i know it's like that's like the best part is that like it gets into really terrifying territory and like you're in a fucking haunted house you're locked in there you can't escape but yet i think his biggest concern at all times is his viewers and like subscribers 
and making sure that he's like getting the numbers in, right? Like that's yeah. all he cares about is who's watching. It's less even in the the dire moments, which I love, but I just think it was it's incredible how like how like it didn't feel like it was super like long or like boring for stretches of time, even though it's just oh, one yeah. guy freaking out about shit. Like literally, there's a couple little like like the users submit videos to like, oh hey, I looked this up, whatever. But mostly it's just this fucking guy running around a house going like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. And like being being funny. And you'd think that that would get old, basically. Yeah. You the know, pa- the pace of the movie is perfect. Yeah. Like there's, it's a it's a very fast, like 85, 90 minute movie. Like and it n- never stops. And it's it's great. And I love all of the comments that that comes yeah. through like you, you read the ones below like the highlighted one but i love the one that's like please sign this petition.org to make matt or sean stop being a pussy yeah i know there's so many good comments in there that just like slip through and it's like you would blink and miss them but they're fucking hilarious everything about it and i i do love since we're talking spoilers the twist that like the super fan chick that shows up is actually like the ghost from the house yeah and that, like, that creepy talisman that he found and destroyed is like, oh, wait, that was what was keeping the ghosts yeah. out of here. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was it was cool how those things, like, I didn't expect any little twists in this movie. You know what I mean? It was kind of just like, this is going to be a fun, it, like, silly time is what I thought. Yeah. And it was like, wow, it surprised me. It's like, it was actually scary and it had some, like, just, it was really well executed. It was not, like, it could have been extremely stupid. You yeah. know what I mean? It was very easily could have been really bad. Totally. And also the the fact that it never got old that they were just in that house the whole time. Like they used the house so well yeah. to just kind of like make the movie feel bigger than it was. Like you spend a ton of time upstairs and then they go downstairs and it's like, that's a different thing that's going on. And then they run back upstairs and then he jumps out the window. <laughs> like It was, it was, it was great. Like, yeah. Creature design is great. I think they did a really good job with like a practical effects and a low budget, you know. Do do you know what the budget was for it? I, I was I wanted to try and find it, but like it looked like it was su- like super low budget and I was really impressed. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty positive it is. I want to say that it's like like cuz I noticed like when I was watching VHS 99 they used some of the same stuff from it. So I was wondering, like, oh, yeah, they probably were like, hey, we have all this stuff left over. Why not? Um, let me see. I don't see their budget. I don't think those straight to streaming stuff. I don't think they they release the budget. Yeah, info. because they don't like do that. But I want to say it is like extremely low budget. Yeah. Like their their other segment in VHS 99 is also extremely low, low budget. But I think. Because both of them are like found footage, kind of the way that they're mm-hmm. shot. Um, the way that they use it, though, it works perfectly. And it's like that it masks the fact that it's super low budget. And it looks like it looks great, I think, yeah. even though it is super low budget. And I mean, a lot of people that was like their big complaint with the VHS 99. But I'm like, I don't think it bothers me. I think people like if you know how to use a low budget, it's really not a problem. Yeah. You know, and these guys clearly know how to utilize it. Yeah. Which is awesome. It looks like they filmed it all with GoPros. They, yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, and like, and, <laughs> and it was, it was great. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is so cool. First off, I think that they're like a married partner, or married like writing directing partners. 
I'm like, I think it's cool when people who are married work together because it's like, you know, you're already stuck with that person for life. You want to be around them mm-hmm. even more. You don't want to have like <laughs> your work separate. <laughs> like they must just have a really great relationship is what I always think. So I just think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it was it was it was so much fun. It, it did remind me a lot of of another movie that uh, Spree. Yes. Very similar. Yeah. Um, definitely more comedy than Spree. But like just that uh, that that obsession of being a a social media personality kind of thing willing to go to really dark places to get it like i'm sorry maybe i'm just a scaredy cat but i would never spend the night live streaming myself from a haunted house just to get followers i'm sorry guys like i just don't care that much i mean this all started with fear factor i guess people just doing crazy things to get to win money <laughs> yeah, yeah win money and get publicity i guess those things are worth doing all this crazy shit for but i can tell you <laughs> like i mean i don't know how much money he was gonna make off this dead stream but i don't think it again it's not worth anything if you're fucking dead <laughs> <laughs> there was a part of it that i thought it was gonna end with like the stream not being real like the house was messing with him and like all of that. I was totally expecting that to happen, but I was happy it didn't. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I feel like anything that I would have that I predicted for this movie that I thought was going to happen did not end up happening. And then like it surprised me, which I always love. Like not mm-hmm. that I hate it. Like if I can predict where a movie's going, I don't always hate that. But I do find it very impressive, especially with a movie like this that just watching the trailer you're like i'm pretty sure i know what i'm getting into it's like it's great that you it still surprises you like yeah. no wonder it's been such a hit i bet you they'll come back with more of them people are like this guy is like he could have his whole like a whole series built around him like fucking evil dead right mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but i'm like yeah he's just not as like you know groovy bruce is just hunky and handsome yeah. and like the ultimate leading man but i mean i'm here for it. i would watch this guy do anything else he's great it would be funny to have like a horror series of just like him being in terrifying situations as a YouTuber. It's it reminds me of like, you know, the the Ernest movies, like mm-hmm. Ernest Scared Stupid. Yes, like, exactly. Like that. Yeah. And it's like I I mean, just the fact that they even made it even scary at all is pretty impressive. I'm really glad you liked it. I knew you yeah, would. <laughs> it was great. It's super unique and I love unique movies. And that's why the horror genre is great, is people People feel it seems like people have more room to experiment and be creative and innovative, especially with low budgets in horror 100%. than any other genre. Yeah. And I feel like that's why people start off there is because they're like, I can try and do something weird and out of the box. And if like people respond to it, then great. Then I can like get a foot in, right? Mm-hmm. But that's the genre. That's why I think horror is the best genre. I mean, technically all of them are the best, but I think I think horror is the best because you can do so many different things within it, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you watched that this week, but uh, what else have you watched? So I, I watched a, a ton of good stuff this week. My wife's mom was in town staying with us, and I love showing her movies. Oh, yeah? She, she, she watches all of her favorite movies, so she doesn't watch new stuff very much. So, like, I showed her um, Ocean's 8 which loved it underrated movie that movie is so good so good you showed it to me it was great hot take i think it's as as watchable and as enjoyable as the first one i I love it so much 
especially that opening Sandra Bullock scene where she just like steals everything. It's, so it's great. Good. Honestly, I think like that is the first, that's actually the first uh, Oceans movie that I saw. So it's my mm. favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'm like, that's probably the worst take anyone's ever heard. But you know what? I fucking loved it. And female power. And the most amazing thing of that movie is how Kate Blanchett is timeless. Of her look and her style, she can be any age. It's it's bizarre. I think she really is Galadriel from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> she has not aged a fucking day. Like, every time I see her, I feel like Gimli in that movie when he's like, he's like, she's so beautiful and he's so starstruck. It's like, she literally looks exactly the same as she did 20 years ago. Anyways. Anyways. And then my favorite thing that I showed her was everything everywhere all at once oh yeah how'd she how'd she respond so i was really excited to show her this because like she she doesn't watch any sci-fi she doesn't watch any of the marvel stuff so like multiverse is a new thing and this movie i think is like it's made for people who don't know any of that stuff and she loved it she was definitely confused by some stuff but like we were just laughing our asses off the entire time. And like the emotional scenes were all like trying not to cry. And then we're laughing. And like, it's just, it was amazing. So incredible movie. Similar, similar to the movie we're talking about today, X, me and Renee, we are waiting for this movie to show up somewhere on streaming because we are doing an episode immediately. So watch this movie. <laughs> Please, everybody watch everything everywhere all at once. Honestly, it's worth buying it. Just yes. buy it. It's probably not as expensive as when I first bought it. And now yeah. I can just watch it anytime. I was very disappointed because I showed my sister that movie and she did not respond to it in the same way. And I was like, <sighs> I was like, Kirsten, what? I mean, bird. Sorry. Let's just. <laughs> but uh, I was like, what the hell? She's like, oh, I didn't really get it. We didn't really like it. We didn't think it was that funny. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I think I need to, like, she's going to be here this weekend. I think I'm going to force her to watch it again. Be like, I think you're watching this wrong. She is a problem. Well, she also didn't really respond to Nope either. So I think it's just over. You know, she's hopeless. This is how we know she doesn't have a soul. <laughs> exactly. Those are two amazing films. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what else? Have you watched other stuff? So then, so then I watched some stuff outside of, of, of her. Um, one show that I'm really surprised how much I love it. It's a Netflix show called Never Have I Ever. Oh, God. I think I know what you're talking about. I know. I know. Sarah was watching it, and I'm just like, this is a high school thing. Like, I don't care about this. And, like, I was working on my laptop, and she was watching it. And then I just heard some of the jokes. It just started laughing. It is legitimately funny. Like, it reminds me of New Girl. Like, New Girl kind of comedy. But it's just set in a high school. It's super weird. It's really funny. I promise. It's really funny. And, and this isn't too young for you because you said bodies, bodies, bodies was like too like young humor. But this sounds like they're even younger. But I would say that they they aren't. They're younger, but like they're not. The humor isn't. Okay. younger i don't know it's weird i told you i want to rewatch bodies 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 okay okay i know <laughs> i would just say give never have i ever a, tr a try it's a good just like background thing there's some genuinely funny stuff <laughs> all right i'll check it out I'm, I'm a little sus that you're saying this but okay <laughs> i'm i'm as surprised as you are uh and then last thing similar to what you were saying uh watching something that they're american horror stories there's no trailer 
Love is Blind season three just dropped. No so trailer for that either. They put the trailer out like 10 p.m. the night before. And so then I, I'm like, oh, it's coming out soon. And then the next day I open up Netflix. I'm like, oh, it's it's on. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, fuck it. We're doing it live. Somebody just like forgot to put the fucking ad out there ahead of time. They're like, we'll push it out the night before. Maybe they're just like, fuck it. We know people are going to show up for it if we just drop it. Right. Maybe. That might be their strategy. I don't. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> and also, since it's a reality show, if they if they put it out way ahead, like people would maybe like suss out like who's still together, like figure out the ending stuff. I don't it's know. Game of Thrones. Is there people doing that on Reddit with this shit? Uh, with The Bachelor, <laughs> yes. As oh, you the know, Bachelor. I'm, yeah, I I'm know. big yeah. in The Bachelor world, and people figure out those seasons months before they even air. You're right. I know that is true. <laughs> I used to be in that world too, and that was a big thing. And I remember being like, God, I can't believe it. There's like legit spoil. This is like Marvel level spoilers who are finding this yeah. shit out. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so bizarre. But yeah. but that's that's it for me. I mean, they. Love is Blind is broken up into two parts. So the first part is the pod part, and it's good. It's better than than season two. I'm back in. Season yeah. two hurt me. Mm. American <laughs> Horror Story vibes. I feel you. Sometimes you're just like, I'm ready to be hurt again. I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's take a little break, and then let's get into X. You know, if you tilt the camera up from the nozzle, it'll look like he's using his cock. All right, let's talk about porn. I mean, X. Um. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about porn too. It's, it kind of goes hand in hand with this movie. <laughs> yeah, this this movie, man, what a ride! What a ride! What a ride! <laughs> Literally, <laughs> this movie came out uh, in 2022, earlier this year. It was filmed during COVID. Did it come out April or May this year? I believe it came out March. Oh, March 18th. You're right. Yeah. That, yeah. There was a lot of good horror stuff coming out this year. So I kind of lost track. <laughs> yeah. This year in general, we've been blessed, but. Well, and also it doesn't help that the, that the prequel came out just a couple months later. So it's like weird to think of two movies in one franchise happening in the same year. Yeah. But yeah, so this is an A24 film came out March 18th. So the box office for this was uh, gross worldwide. It did about $14 million. Uh, budget for it was about a million dollars. So another good example of low budget horror film doing really good. $14 million doesn't seem like a whole lot, but when you spend only a million, that's a winner. <laughs> that's a winner. And yeah, I feel like if you also like low budget practical effects, they just go hand in hand. It, it saves money and it looks better. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that they don't have the extra money for CGI for some of these because I feel like it would ruin it. Absolutely. So there's a lot of interesting stuff with the making of this movie. And I know you know more about it, a lot more about it than I do. So walk me through some of this because it's pretty wild. It's pretty crazy. And I actually like when the first trailer dropped is when I first was like, Oh, everybody online was talking about how excited they were about this movie and about Ty West, who's the director, who I I didn't know who he was, I hate to admit, and I wasn't familiar with his other movies. People were excited about him, and I remember like paying attention because also the trailer looked great. 
I remember that they were shooting it during COVID and they shot it in New Zealand, actually. And that's probably also to save money for the budget, even though it takes place in Texas. I think it looks really great. You can't really mm-hmm. tell at all, which is crazy. So basically, because I think normally when you like travel to like New Zealand or, or um, Australia, at least during COVID, they have very strict restrictions on their countries compared to ours. And so they had to do like a two week quarantine as soon as they like got there. So they couldn't even like prep for X or do anything like that. I mean, they could prep, but they couldn't like, you know, interact with each other. They were all quarantined mm-hmm. separately. So Ty West um, talked to me a goth and was like, you know, I've been thinking about this with with the character Pearl because Mia Goth plays the lead role, Maxine, and she also plays the old woman, Pearl. And that's where the idea for Pearl, the prequel, which is now in theaters, came from. Um, Him and Mia Goth wrote the script for that while they were in the two-week quarantine prepping before they even shot X, which is just (laughs) insane to me. So they flew there to make a movie, and then while they were in a two-week quarantine, they wrote another movie. Yeah, I think, I mean, at least from what I've heard from Ty West, it kind of sounds like, you know, COVID, everybody, for everyone, it was an uncertain time. But especially for filmmaking, I think they were like, we don't know when we're going to get this chance again. And we Mm -hmm. don't know, like, what the deal is with, you know, the industry. Things were just very questionable. So he was like while we're here and like filming this and I I have, we have this idea. Let's like, before we take down the sets at the end of it, let's use everything we have and film another one. And a 24 said, sure, go ahead. Which is I think the craziest part, right? (laughs) Yeah. They just greenlit a sequel to a totally unknown movie. Yeah. Before it exit, even like they literally just filmed it. They hadn't even seen anything from it. They might've seen some dailies, but I mean, it's incredible that they like I just love I love that about A24. I feel like they really trust the artist and they're like I think I, I just saw a quote from Tim Burton. It was saying that, you know, he always worked with big, big companies. But he said back in the day, those companies were owned by people who like loved movies and who had made movies and who understood that whole world. Whereas now it's just business people trying to make money. And he said that like there's some places where he's seen a little hope, but overall, he found that like the corporate thing is now just business. It's not, Mm -hmm. there's less of the artist there. Anybody who really supports the artist's vision, which is just very depressing. But I find that's what like I love about A24 that they keep that, they keep true to that and they really stick with the artist and their vision. And they don't really, I mean, obviously I know every company fucking cares about money, but it seems like they don't put as much of a big thing on it as like every other fucking production company, you know? Yeah, and they they definitely have a reputation for that because, like, you look at their list of movies and, like, some of the movies are just bizarre, you know? Like, like 90% of the movies are just bizarre that they release. You know, like, I, I watched a couple weeks ago, I watched Under the Skin, and I'm just like, this movie is a very strange movie, and I loved it, but, like, like I can't imagine like Warner Brothers making no. that movie or like we talked about Malignant and the only reason Malignant got made is because James Wan has just been a cash cow for them they're like all right you get one he's got fuck you money he can do what he wants <laughs> yeah. you know but like with with everybody else out there it's like I mean the fact that even Tim Burton said he was having trouble getting shit done it's like that guy's been around forever like if they're not even trusting just him it's like Nobody wants to take risks in filmmaking, it seems like. There, there's not, like, at least the production companies. So 
I don't know why, because that's where you get the fucking like gems like this. Mm. X is incredible. I don't think a regular studio would have made it for sure. Like, mm. there's just no way. But the fact that it got made and that it's just it's 100 percent his vision, I think, is just that's why it's so special to me. Well, and then also the yeah, the fact that they greenlit the second one just right off the bat that's super weird. And uh, you and I, we just got done reviewing all of the new Halloweens. Mm -hmm. And we talked a lot about those and how kind of disconnected they feel from each other. Like the first one, and they've even said like the first one was supposed to be a standalone movie and then it did pretty good. So then they did the second one and I think it still did pretty good. And then the third one, rather than having the whole thing be in one night, which is kind of what they were setting up, they just jumped four years later. And it's just like, these movies just feel like they're technically a trilogy, but like, it's just very disconnected. Like, I, I don't, like, I really loved Halloween Kills. I can go in and watch Halloween Kills and have no desire to watch the other two, you know? Whereas, like, there's other movies where it's like, if I'm starting one of these, I'm watching all of them. This is how it is. Whenever I start Fellowship, I'm like, this, yeah. just, this is a dangerous game I'm playing because this is, <laughs> like, at least another, like, nine hours after this. Plus, then I have the three Hobbit movies, which I always <laughs> jump into after that because you just can't. Yeah, you're weird with that one. Okay, I don't care. I love The Hobbit. <laughs> Anyways, I just think like it's crazy that there is an original horror trilogy that's like, like I mean, as I don't know if we've already mentioned it yet, but there is a third movie now that he's already announced. And we'll talk about it a little later called Maxine. But mm -hmm. just the fact that like within a year or within two years, like he's going to have three movies in a trilogy out is incredible. Yeah incredible yeah <laughs> and that's the way to do it i mean I, I think i said this to you before but with the new it movies it's like that is a huge ass book it is two like it should be two movies there's like it's not like the hobbit where you're like that could be one it's like that movie deserves two movies they are like we'll start with just one and see if people want more and it's like that's why the second one i think feels a little disjointed but it's like you know, really, you weren't willing to gamble on Stephen fucking King and Pennywise the Clown, who might be one of, like, the best villains of all time. Like, that's where we're at now. They wouldn't even gamble on that, which is crazy. So the fact that A24 was like, fuck it, we'll go, we'll do it live, we're going to do it, we're going to do all do this. Do it live! <laughs> yeah. Fuck it! Fuck it, why not? It's like, that's incredible. I'm just so happy that this is, like, a thing, because... I think if anything I've learned from this year, it's that people want and respond to original horror. Yeah. Original stories, but especially original horror. I, I'm, I'm excited for what this movie means for in general for for other movies and horror, especially. Uh, and before we jump into the actual movie itself, uh, I just looked this up. This is also pretty wild that. A24 greenlit this with Ty West because this is the first movie that Ty West has done since The Innkeepers in 2011. Like, Ty West hasn't done a movie in 10 years. He's been doing TV, apparently. He's, yeah, he he's, he's just been directing a couple episodes here and there. He did a segment of VHS mm -hmm. and yeah, like that's that's crazy to think that somebody who's been out of the game for ten years, there's like, oh yeah, do a movie. Oh, you want to do a sequel? 
Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. I mean, as soon as people heard that he was making another horror movie, people were so excited because he's really talented. And Mm -hmm. I hadn't been following his career at that point, but now I'm definitely like all about it. I I love I need to see the innkeeper still. Um, But I will say House of the Devil was excellent. And his segment in VHS as well. I haven't seen in the TV he's done, but I'm sure it's fucking great. And I think mm-hmm. it's like, I, I don't know if it was like him taking a break and also like, you know, cause it is a different vibe and it's a little, maybe nice to take a break from like doing a fucking whole ass movie every once in a while, go do some TV, kind of bust out an episode. That sounds like a nice break kind yeah. of, but you're still like keeping those skills up to date. But yeah, the fact that he just jumps back in with this is, is that's a, that's a comeback for sure. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so the plot of this movie, according to IMDb, is uh, in 1979, a group of young filmmakers set out to make an adult film in rural Texas. But when their reclusive elderly hosts catch them in the act, the cast finds themselves fighting for their lives. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. and Way to go, IMDb. Nailed it. And this is another example of, of A24 doing movies that have pretty basic stories but the way that they let directors and everyone's like really own those stories and do what they want with them and build these characters it's just another example of like you don't need the most unique plot in the world to make a great movie yeah you don't honestly and i think sometimes maybe trying to get too complicated with the plot or something like as i do i did like halloween ends but i will say like there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen on that. I think, you know, you can tell there's yeah. a lot of different ideas going around. There's not one cohesive theme. And that's what I was just so shocked about coming back to this movie was like just rewatching it again. I'm like, wow, everything is so cohesive. Everything is like, like there's just so much that comes back around at the end. And just in general, like, I mean, the way that they set everything up, the characters, it gets weird, but it doesn't like get like hard to understand, you know? Yeah. So let me let me ask you this. It's probably a too broad of a question, but I'm going to trust you. So what what is it if you had to pick pick something? What is it about this movie that you just love so much? That's it's going to be tough cuz uh <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can just pick one thing, but I will say like overall I think it's like one of those horror movies that I really respond to the characters. I think the mm-hmm. characters are really well well drawn and like everybody gives a great performance. And it's also, I think, just unique in the fact that it's the like a first horror movie I've seen in a while where the villain is actually sympathetic, which is really unique to me. And I found that was like something that I did not expect, especially with how weird and creepy and awful the <laughs> Pearl is, you know, like yeah. like she's pretty she's a tough uh she's a tough nut to crack, but, and you're not, you're not going to like a lot of it, but there is like some sympathy to her. And you kind of like, I guess maybe just cause it deals with universal themes that I feel like we can all relate to. Right. With, which is aging and beauty mm-hmm. and like my life, does it live up to what I wanted it to be? You know what I mean? Kind of like things passing you by, not, not taking full advantage in the moment. But yeah, I mean, it's hard to sum it up, but that's like kind of the main things for me. What about you? What, why do you love this movie? I think it boils down to to the same thing as you. I just love how this movie has no wasted characters. Every character has development. We learn them. We understand them, their story. Like, even just, like, the littlest things. Like, I mean, first off, Kid Cudi 
love having him in the horror world. <laughs> Don't be standing there like you're all proud of yourself. I was born for this line of work. Uh, you didn't do nothing, dummy. It's called acting. You good, but you ain't that good. You know, but like that's a to- that's a character that in like in other movies where like he's just the the guy who fucks like that's it. But like you learn just the littlest thing like that he was a soldier, mm-hmm. and after he got out of the war, like th- this is the line of work that he fell into. You yeah. know, and like that little thing adds a lot to the character. And so then when he goes out and searches for for Pearl, you know, like. That's the character, like Brittany Snow. She's like, she's the star of of this whole thing, and also Brittany Snow is amazing. When I saw that she was in it, I'm like, Brittany Snow playing a porn star? I'm not sure. <laughs> I know I hadn't seen her be this way before, and also like the fact that she was just she just had that confidence, just like she was fucking owning her character. She was my favorite character, I think, of the whole movie. Your little boyfriend's cute. You help him with all his films. Sometimes. Yeah. Is that your boyfriend? Sometimes. Yeah. I just think she did so much with it that she could have just been a stereotype, but she had like actual depth to her character. And I just, it just is very cool. It added a whole other layer to it and really felt in theme with the movie, you know? Yeah. Well, then like Jenna Ortega, like she doesn't have like a lot of lines. Like she doesn't have a lot of speaking, but like church mouse. Yeah, and they so she plays the role of like yeah the the prude kind of you know church kid that kind of like I know for me like I grew up in that and so like her seeing this other world and like exposure to it and seeing it different than just like how we're told to think it is like even with the littlest amount of lines like that character has a ton of development and then ends up you know fucking kid cuddy um, i mean i le- i just love i think my favorite is her line when she's like i don't know if i agree with all of that but i did like what i saw today and i was <laughs> like i like that that was cool like i because at first you're like you're totally with uh mia goth's character maxine you're like yeah this bitch is like super judgy and like staring at everybody and just kind of like like, oh, God, look at all these whores I'm around. You know what I mean? So she's <laughs> yeah. kind of like, fuck this bitch. But then, like, I just think Jenna Ortega also is just inherently likable. So she really pulled me around on her character. And mm-hmm. also, I just enjoy her in general. She's an up and coming, like, if not one of the top scream queens, I think, right now. She's got an incredible scream. And, I mean, we can't talk about her without talking about her death. Yes. One of the most shocking. <laughs> so she just literally blasted. Yeah, I I have a whole like list of all the deaths that I think we should go through at some point because yep. because they're all incredible. But that is, I think, one of my. I think that might be my favorite, <laughs> just because it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and then um the the director, what's his name? Is it Jonathan? R J. R J. No, R R J is the the yeah he's the guy with the camera. Yeah, that's the director. But who who's the guy doing the poor man's Matthew McConaughey impression? Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. He's um Wayne. Wayne. Fucking love Wayne. <laughs> I felt like when I saw this movie, I didn't know who he was. And then my brother-in-law, Andy, just reminded me that he is the guy from The Ring. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck? And then I went back and watched uh, some other horror movies. And I've seen him in a few now. And I'm just like, I love this guy. He's kind of a <laughs> chameleon, weirdly. 
Because this movie is nothing like him in the ring. He literally is Matthew McConaughey in this movie. If McConaughey was like making an indie porno. <laughs> I, I wrote in my notes, I'm like, Wayne is the richest poor man's Matthew McConaughey impression. Like it, yeah. is, it is the best thing ever. I love I it so much. Dan, that's my future fiance. Hey, you're eyeballing there. It's been a while since you've seen anything that nice. Especially since he's a total piece of shit. Like Exactly. <laughs> But he's endearing. He is an endearing guy. And he actually, like, I feel like I, I really like his character in the movie. I'm Honestly, I'm surprised how much I liked all of the characters in this movie. Maybe it's just, as a horror fan, I'm used to hating the main characters usually. There's maybe one girl that you're like, okay, I can get behind her. But I would say 90% of horror movies, you're like, I'm rooting for the villain to kill these yeah. fuckers because they suck. Well, you know, and Wayne's ultimate goal is he's trying to, to make a ton of money. He's trying mm-hmm. to capitalize on this at-home video <laughs> trend. Yeah, exactly. Um, Smartly. I mean, I, this was the time. So, yeah, like, Wayne's whole motivation is he's trying to make money, you know, capitalize on this at-home video thing. <laughs> um, and move. the way that he's going to do it is with this artsy filmmaking kid who is going to make the best you know adult movie ever and so it's like then you now know the motivation of wayne because he had these irs things he lost mm-hmm. all of his money so he's trying to make all the money and then the kid is like a filmmaker and he's just trying to get his start now i may not know shit from shinola when it comes to filmmaking but i know for damn sure people are gonna want to see what i just saw in there well that's because i'm not treating it like pornography but it's cinema and that's what these other adult films are lacking i'm gonna make it all avant-garde like they're doing in france makes <laughs> yeah. it classier and i was like i do love I love, he played his role very perfectly, I will say. But it's also like, yeah, fuck this guy. I'm making art. It's porn. Okay, fuck off. <laughs> like, you can make it look nice, but it's fucking porn. <laughs> I love how throughout the whole movie, they keep, like, reminding him, like, people aren't watching this for the story. <laughs> I think that's why my favorite part is, like, or one of my favorite lines is when, like, he's filming Britney Snow and Kid Cudi fucking, and he's trying to give him directions of, like, what to do. And he's like, hey, kid, how about you just... Point the camera. Stay in your lane. Let me do the screw in here. Stay in your lane. Yeah, stay in your lane. I'm the I'm the one fucking, okay? Unless you want to bend over and I'll fuck you. <laughs> like kind of the vibe I got from that line. <laughs> my my favorite line in the movie is after they film that whole scene, Wayne and RJ are talking in the hallway. They're like, this is gonna be the greatest thing ever. And then Wayne's just like, feel how hard my cock is. <laughs> just like grabs his hand and puts it on. <laughs> And then are just like, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, I want to say, like, just shout out to Kid Cudi that he fucked three bitches in one day. And, like, <laughs> it sounds like a great performance for each one, which is just <laughs> good for him. I'm I'm sure he was like, yeah, I'll play this part. Fuck it. Oh, yeah. I, d- I didn't think about that. Yeah. He, this three. whole movie whole movie takes place in one night. Yeah. This <laughs> yeah, is technically day. one of those 24-hour movies where, like, everything takes place at the same time. There's no flashbacks. There's no nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, the whole movie is a flashback because it starts with the cops. Come sure, there. <laughs> sure. I think it's more just like, but it's still in the same 24-hour period, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. It starts with the cops, and then it goes back a day. So then we get to the, we get to Mia Goff. And, like, character development all across the board, from Maxine to Pearl. And to kind of speak to what you were saying about Pearl and, like, a villain that, like, has a story and is sympathetic, like, I thought Pearl was brilliantly written. Like, 
Yeah, this old woman who... You can tell she's like in old age makeup too, but you're like, I'm always sus. I don't know what that means, but it is better than like some some other ones. But like you can always kind of tell a little bit. I thought the prosthetics were great. Oh, they were. Yeah. I didn't know that was Mia Goff the first time I watched it. I didn't know for a while. I think I picked up on it later when like she was looking at pictures of her and they're like talking to each other. And I was like, oh, that's her. So, okay. But I was like, I just knew that it was somebody in makeup. And I think I thought the old guy, but I can't really tell. I think it is an actual like older guy who's playing him. But yeah, I looked him up. Yeah, it's a guy. He's actually he is credited as several orcs in the Lord of the Rings movies. Hmm. (laughs) Well, yeah, there you go. Yeah. But um, yeah, Pearl has such a great story and development. Like, yeah, this older woman that was beautiful and clearly had some level of like notoriety and like fame or wanted it and didn't get it we don't know really yeah and now all that's been stripped of her in her old age and her husband can't have sex with her because of his heart heart attack yeah i mean when i was watching this movie i'm like this this movie is like a, a cautionary tale of like the value of having a good sex life into your older age. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, and I was a little surprised. I'm like, I mean, I, I'm sure that like there's old women who are horny, but this I Pearl feels like the horniest old woman I've ever seen or ever heard of. <laughs> I mean, there is, there is all those, uh, those jokes about STDs getting passed around old folks homes. Cause they're just, I guess that's true. They're just bouncing around on each other. That's disgusting. I we saw enough of that. In it's this like a tan. It's like a tandem bicycle. Ew! Stop. <laughs> Gross. That's upsetting. I thought that the sex scene in this movie was bad, but Jesus. Yeah, when you see them fucking, it's like pretty upsetting. <laughs> like no offense, I know that like this is also this movie plays on your fears of old people. Not that we're like scared of them killing us, but just like they're very unsettling to look at it's a fear they could kill us (laughs) it's the fear that like we're eventually going to turn into them and they're they're also just so near death that it's just upsetting i think (laughs) that's why i hate going to like old folks homes and like or the hospital i'm just like like, i don't want to be around all this death (laughs) it's too early for me (laughs) well and i mean i don't know pearl pearl fucks like she kills so many people in this Mm -hmm. movie like I, I put it one thing in my notes. I was like, Pearl and Michael, Michael Myers should get together and just like start terrorizing the world. Like two old people that just fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, Although Michael doesn't fuck, really. We haven't seen him fuck, but I bet he could. I'm saying fuck, not in the literal fuck. Oh, like, OK. Well, with Pearl, you never know. It's like <laughs> it's like Silicon Valley. Like this guy fucks. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing is like exactly. But it also feels like. With Michael Myers, you could try to fuck him, but I don't think it would save your life. It might make him kill you first, and I don't think you'd fuck you at all. But with Pearl, it seems like maybe if you tried to fuck her, you might be able to live a little bit longer. (laughs) Maybe she wouldn't kill you, right? I mean, she would kill you after she finishes. Yeah, but I mean, she's who knows how long that'll take. (laughs) (laughs) So Pearl kills so many people. How about we go through some of the kills that you you mentioned? Because. It to me on the second watch, I'm just reminded how no character is wasted in this movie and no kill is wasted. All the yeah. kills are fucking great. Yes, they are. They are. So the li- list them off. 
Okay, so I think we'll just go from like beginning to end with that just to make it easier. The first one to die, of course, is the director, RJ, which I think after that scene of him, which he's upset at this moment because Jenna Ortega, his little church mouse girlfriend, decides she wants to be in the film. And then she does a scene with Kid Cudi that he had to record. So he's mm-hmm. he's kind of upset. Sure. But then he's like crying in the shower. And I'm just like, I'm ready for this fucker to die. He sucks. <laughs> you know, like he's just such a little bitch. So then he's like, well, fuck all these guys. I'm just going to take the car and go. And he drives off, but then Pearl's standing outside the house and like looking all lost, which like, I mean, that's how the old people, if they're going to be a killer, are pretty good. You'd never how suspect they get, them. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, oh, so I'm sorry, miss. Can I help you in the house or find your husband? And she starts like hugging him and then starts like fucking moaning. T- touching him and moaning. And he's like, what are you doing? And then she's like, I want you to like touch me like you touched her or look at me like that. And he's like, what? No, gross. <laughs> And then she just fucking like stags, stabs him in the fucking neck all of a sudden. Multiple times. Like she almost decapitates him by stabbing, not by cut, like slicing. She's almost just stabs through his entire neck. <laughs> Literally like the whole time while they're, while he's on the ground. Like, I mean, I think he's still alive. I can't, I can't really tell, but she's just, she's going. And I think my favorite part about this scene is that, don't fear the reaper is playing as mm-hmm. the soundtrack and it's just perfection with the red like lighting outside it, it's it's so good i thought that was such a a good idea to show the blood splash on the headlights and then that changes the whole lighting of the scene i thought it was so good yeah i love it give me the red the red coloring and and the song, too, is just a perfect choice. I love that when it comes up in because it is a good mo- choice for a horror movie. And mm-hmm. it does appear in certain ones. But this has got to be my favorite use of it, I think. And it is pretty graphic. Again, oh, yeah. she stabs him a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought there's no way she, she her arm would have broken off. She doesn't seem like she can really, really handle that much shit. But she she really goes for it. <laughs> yeah. She's not done with that guy until his head's almost com- completely off. And then just leaves him. And then just leaves him. <laughs> So then after that, uh, then Jenna Ortega wakes up and she's like, where's my boyfriend? He's gone. And then good old Wayne in his little skivvies is like, oh, we'll find him tomorrow. He's probably fine. And she's like, no, let's go find him. So then they go off wandering. and Real quick. When I first watched the movie, I did not. I thought Wayne was wearing a diaper. <laughs> I'm sorry. A diaper? He's wearing like fucking like whitey tidies, right? But like there's like there's just something about it that it 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 looked it looked puffy like i'm like is he wearing a diaper it was a split second he just looked like he was wearing a diaper it's like, but yeah it's, it's why he tries. just had to put that out there that makes it worse if he's wearing a diaper <laughs> i would really be i'd be like okay he deserves it um but yeah no so his is uh so then he's going through the barn and he steps Ugh. on a fucking nail which you like see it sticking up from the ground you're like Ugh. just waiting for it yeah hate whenever things happen to feet it's always like the achilles heel or like stepping on something like that it always gets me sarah was cringing while watching that because the thing about that scene and another scene that is you see it coming it's not a jump like no the the way that he's walking towards the camera and then the camera just pans down and then you see the nail, and then you see him walking towards the nail, and you're just like, no, 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 no. And then he they're gonna cut, like, they're ah, gonna cut, yeah. Ah, and then they, they don't. don't. 
the other scene that was like that was um was the alligator scene at the beginning when Mia Goff is just <sighs> floating there and you just that wide bird's eye shot and you just see the alligator just coming swimming behind her she's swimming to the dock all casual like oh no care in the world it's oh. like bitch go like that was so stressful sarah was just like oh no oh literally my nightmare like i was like this is why i won't go in a fucking lake they're not safe even a lake and this is in texas i didn't know that there was fucking alligators in texas are you kidding me (laughs) never going there sorry not gonna happen maybe it's like in the houston part of texas which is closer to like louisiana so there might be some like swampy areas all I know is fuck that shit. That was <laughs> as soon as I saw that gator, I'm like, someone's getting got by the gator. <laughs> I I knew something bad was gonna happen with it, and I was like, I was like, they're not gonna kill me a goth. Like she's yeah. she's the one on the poster. Like that would have been a huge surprise, but thankfully so, she gets out, doesn't even realize yeah. it. But yes, so, so back so to Wayne. Wayne. Yeah, Wayne steps on the nail. Steps on the nail, falls down, and then he's like freaking out it pulls it out and then he's like rj are you over here it's like no one's in here run get out of here i hate when people in movies are like is that you <laughs> it's like dumbass so then because he sees like a shadow move on the outside of the fucking thing so he's like oh who's that rj and instead of just walking outside and like looking who it is he like peers down to like these like holes in the wall and like looks through and then she literally shoves a pitchfork through and pulls his fucking eyes out of his head yeah. Which is incredible that, like, she did that through the fucking little holes. I mean, crazy. But also had to mention with this one because it is there's a couple of deaths that are foreshadowed pretty clearly in the movie. Oh, yeah. And Wayne's definitely is when he says that this movie's going to have people's eyes popping out of their fucking skulls. <laughs> and it's like, literally, that's what happens to you. <laughs> well, and I like how they break that death into, like, two parts. Like, you see the 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 rake go through his his eyes and then it cuts to another scene mm-hmm. and then it's long enough that you're like oh i forgot about the the rake in the eye part and then it just pops right back to that after you've forgotten about it and then they're like <laughs> pulling the eyes out yeah. and you're like oh my god Jesus. <laughs> i needed to see that huh um that was good and then i think what happens in between there is jenna ortega goes up to the house looking for her boyfriend and then the the, the old man pearl's husband is like Oh, help me come find her because she's gone and has her go down to the basement and then locks her in there. And there's some guy tied up down there is dead and naked and mm-hmm. upsetting, very upsetting. Funny thing is that guy's actually the same dude that his face is on the milk carton earlier, I think, when they go to the store. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Question. Did you think that Wayne was the or um, not Wayne um, Howard was the one who locked her in the basement at that point? Oh, I thought he did. I thought it was still Pearl. At this point, I thought Howard was still innocent. Mm, interesting. Okay. I just yeah. assumed if Pearl's up to no good like this, he must know about it. Because, I mean, if he's been married to her this long, I can't imagine this is something new. <laughs> well, I felt I felt like Howard knew that she was doing stuff. Because he, he always says, like, my wife, she's not well. Like, he knows. And so, like, I feel like he's just trying to, like, contain it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, like, at that point, I thought, like, she went down there, but then like Pearl had done something like maybe killed Howard, locked her in the basement kind of oh, thing. Oh, interesting. I, that, I didn't, that didn't even occur to me. I just assumed the old people were in on it together because the old guy was creepy looking. And so naturally I just assumed he's, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's a bad guy too. But <laughs> I, I guess what he was doing is he didn't know which one Pearl would like out of the girls. 
Yeah. And so that one just came to him and he's like, well, I'll lock you up, keep you down here. See if yeah. you like shift. No, we'll just kill you. So yeah. I was like, that's fucked up. Like, and also it it is just like, you might be like, oh, this is so unbelievable. These old people killing these young people. But I mean, again, they have the element of surprise. These mm-hmm. old people do not seem like they're going to fucking murder everybody. And they all seem like so frail and you just, I mean, I think it's just natural when you see an old frail person, you're like, this person can't do anything. They're just yeah. about to fucking croak. Like, they, they could barely walk. What are they going to do to me? Like, oh, I would never they, assume that. And so that's what's crazy. And that's why the end is so good. Because, like, you, you, you see the frailty. Yes. But, like, you're right. This movie is super realistic of, like, how would a couple old people actually do something like this? Exactly. And it's all through surprise and being Acting un, un, like unexpected people. yeah yeah. oh my wife is like gone i need help finding her would you come with me it's like yeah okay or like oh i you know my knees aren't good could you go down and get the light out of the basement the flashlight yeah. because like i'm just oh, we need to go find her and stuff and you're like yeah. okay yeah sure but like again it's just it's the perfect situation it's not too unrealistic so if you think this sounds crazy just please watch the movie and then you'll understand <laughs> Uh, the next one I believe that gets killed is Kid Cudi, right? Yeah, I think so. So he wakes up and the old guy, after having locked up Jenna Ortega, is at the house and he's looking for Pearl. And Kid Cudi's like, oh, I'll help you go find her. And with so his, he's... L- with his loaf out. And you yeah. see it in the shadow. It's just like, let me put on my skivvies. And just yeah. boom. Here's... That's what I'm saying. That was <laughs> that was nice. That was great. I loved that shot. I was like, yeah, like we all knew that's what he was working with. But it, I'm, gl- I'm glad we got some confirmation. Can, can, can we get some? Uh, can we get some fact checking on if that was a prosthetic or not? You know, that shadow. Can we just just want you know for for our own purposes? You know, we like to be authentic and accurate yeah. here on the regular exclusive. So we just want yes. to know our stuff. So yeah, <laughs> is Kid Cuddy's penis? <laughs> just kidding i don't want to google this if anybody knows this please let us know googling x the movie is hard enough to search just like with halloween man it's like these movies i i I swear to god um so then yeah so then he goes off with the old guy they're going through you think he might get caught by the fucking gator because they're going through the swamp Mm -hmm. area he sees a car in the swamp very similar looking to psycho which Mm -hmm. is like that's like the ending shot of that movie and the the gator's like right there but it doesn't get him and then he finds like the flashlight he thinks the old guy like fell down or something he's looking for him and then the old guy like shoots him like right like point blank and kills him the first of many shot great shotgun kills yes and i will say that like there's a lot and this one's definitely not the best but it was like still kind of surprising how quick it was yeah. like it was like are you, do you know what you're doing or whatever? He's like, oh, I'm, you know, are you okay? And he's like, I'm fine. And I'm like, Damn shit. Like he just fucking killed him. That's one thing that's great is that, you know, a gunshot happens so fast that it, regardless, it should be sudden. And mm-hmm. like a lot of times there's build up to the gunshot and it kind of takes it, takes away from it. This, yeah. every gunshot kill is just, whoa, what the? Yeah. <laughs> that's this how one, it should be. Yeah. And it's like this one, he's like, it's like, I'm not going to talk. I'm just going to shoot you. <laughs> exactly. I agree. So that one was good. Plus also another little foreshadowing because he talks about how he was in Vietnam and he says, I've had enough farmers shooting at me for one lifetime. And then he gets mm. killed by a farmer who shoots him. So oh. fun details. I love yeah. those little things. Um, the next one I think is the one that bothers me the most. Not because it's like, 
I mean, it's also horrifying, but also because I love her character the most, Brittany Snow and the oh, Gator. The, what a kill. <laughs> what a kill, man. And it's so upsetting and also foreshadowed. I don't know if you know this, but at the very beginning of the movie when they're leaving the strip club and it's like the outside shot of the the strip club building, there's like a painting on it of like a blonde girl in a bikini with her bottoms like kind of down and they're being pulled by a gator. Oh. Another little I didn't, detail. I didn't, see, I didn't see any of this. So I've caught you. all these things on my rewatches and I've also <laughs> confirmed them online because it's, it's a sickness that I have. But, <laughs> but I did like that there was the foreshadowing. I was very disappointed because I didn't want her to die. I'm sorry. I just fucking loved her in this movie. But she's like trying to help Pearl too. And then Pearl like fucking is like, fuck you, bitch or whatever. And then like she's like, oh, fine with it. I don't need to help you, bitch. And then she like pushes her in the water. And then the gator comes up really sudden he's been pretty slow the rest of the movie we thought this guy was patient yeah. but he must have just fucking had it he's ready and his jaws wrap grab her fucking head and then do the death roll yeah i mean that's the way to go if you the think death about roll, it the death roll was the part i was not expecting like that's, i when i saw yeah. it grab her i was like oh she's dead and then we just see it death rolling i'm like oh my God. that's how they fucking kill yeah. man. it's horrifying yeah. i can't tell what would be worse i mean there's a lot of horrible ways to die but i think clamped between the jaws of a gator and being death rolled is definitely up there on the list and, and it's upsetting they don't show much of it but it is graphic still i would say this this movie does a great job of really not showing a lot but having very effective kills like when like when he kills when he, yeah when he kills um kid cuddy like you don't see anything it's the sound and the suddenness you're like oh and then this like yeah it could have been way more graphic but like you're just seeing the water splash you see in the body we're like super effective and this was also one of the moments that really gave me a lot of interest in pearl's story because he's like she has, she has that whole line of like you know i don't like blondes Yep, I heard that there's a, a reasoning for that that ex is explored in Pearl, which I wouldn't expect any less out of this out of these movies now. But I'm excited to find out why she doesn't like blondes. This movie did such a good job of like laying little things about Pearl that I'm like, I want to know what happened to you. Yeah, why are you this way? Because normally when someone announces like a prequel, I'm just like, oh, okay, we just they they're just trying to keep this thing going. But this, I'm like. Oh, I want to see this prequel because this character I l fucking love. I'm so engaged, so interested. When I was a dancer in those early years. And then the war came, so not everything in life how you expect. You want to know what the fuck is wrong with her and why she is this weirdo killer. I mean, she's obviously a psychopath. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like some horrible fucked up shit happened to her in her life. And I, for one, cannot wait to see it unfold in Pearl. Yeah. She's a real person, which is She's a real amazing. Pearl. Real Pearl. All right. What's the, what's the next kill? So the next one is, I think, what we both were saying that might be our favorite was the shotgun to the face by Jenna Ortega, with, <laughs> which she gets shot in the face, which is great because I will say as much development as her character had over the movie that we talked about, she kind of backtracks all of that right before she dies, which kind of, I think, seals the deal. But she's locked in the basement the whole time. And then Mia Goth finally gets to the house and saves her. And she is literally like, 
fuck you. You're you're the reason for all of this. It's your fault. I hate you. I hate you. And she's like, and Mia Goss like, bitch, calm down. We have to get out of here. And she's like, <laughs> no, fuck you. And like runs out the door. And like literally as soon as she steps out the door, she Boom. fucking like trips. Yeah. It's like she gets shotgun to the fucking face and just falls down. And it was hilarious. It made me laugh out loud so hard. <laughs> I never should have listened to you. This is all your fault. Lorraine, we need to stick together. I hate you. It's, it's one of the moments where like the first time I watched it, I'm just like, oh, whoa whoa I'm gonna yeah. watch that again and yeah. and then i'm i'm e- equally as excited watching it with someone that hasn't seen that scene yes because i know they're gonna have the same reaction so like i watched it with sarah and she's just like huh! oh my god <laughs> comes out of fucking nowhere dude yeah like you said those shotgun blasts are no fucking joke in this movie <laughs> they are literally like always a surprise and they're always deliver, which is incredible that you can have so many of those and we're still not expecting it after like the third time, you yeah, know, it was, it was so good. Like I think that's just, yeah, that one is just my favorite for the hilariousness and the suddenness and all around like the choreography of it. It works very well. I think yeah. it's just incredible the way that it, 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 it's funny, but it also is still a little scary because you're like, Oh yeah. shit, they're right there. Fuck. Like she was supposed to get away. <laughs> Also, another like really anxiety driven scene is when she, when Jenna Ortega breaks the door and like reaches for the lock. You're just like, oh my God, oh my God. And then this time it actually delivers, like it just smashes her hand. Oh, that's just like, oh, oh my God. But yeah, no, that was great. The next two are like kind of more, um, they're just the old people. So I don't know if you want to get into that yet, but. I think we should. We're here. Okay. We're here. Like, why not? I was actually really happy with how Howard died. Me too. He got scared and had a heart attack. And like they established he had heart problems and he had just, he had, he just had sex. So now he's already compromised. And so then the littlest scare just triggers it. It scared me too, because he's like dragging Jenna Ortega's body inside and her body does one of those like death roll things where it's uh, or not death roll, whatever, just death, like death gas. rattle, yeah. a death rattle, right? Where it's like, like just gases releasing. Yeah. And it like, he literally like falls back against the wall. And it literally got me too. Like, I'm sure if I had just, if I had a heart problem, I probably would have died too if I were him. Mm-hmm. But also like, fuck you, dude, you deserve it. But it <laughs> yeah. was just really great. Cause he's like, oh, my heart, like, fuck, finally got him. I love that. That was like something that pays back yeah. again later. I was just, I was really happy with that because yeah, like everyone else had a really like gruesome death and I thought it was nice just to have one little, like really subtle death. Yes. You know, one subtle for all the other vicious disturbing. I mean, plus it's probably, it's only because Pearl didn't kill him. If she would have killed him, it would have been gnarly. (laughs) I think that's her jam. You know, she likes to, she really likes to fuck you up. (laughs) (laughs) Not just casually, you know, it's not just a, Oh, let me just, you know, slit your throat it's like i'm gonna stab you like a hundred times so your head's like almost all the way off like it's crazy <laughs> but then pearl and uh maxine have a little standoff at the end because pearl doesn't have the shotgun it's on the ground but mia goth has the gun that her wayne had in his car the little revolver and so she's like pointed at her and then she's about to, she when she goes to finally shoot her she's holding at her for way too long i would have shot mm-hmm. that bitch in the face and the gun is not loaded, of course. Well, I loved 
that they had that little scene earlier of when Howard is holding Wayne up at gunpoint. And he's like, it's not even loaded. Most of the time, this just scares him off. And then Wayne's like, I, I do the same thing. I have the same exact thing in my glove box. It's so like that whole scene, you're like, was Wayne lying? When I was watching with Sarah, she's like, isn't the gun empty? And I'm like, is it? Is it? I don't know. <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. I did not catch that the first time, but that's funny because I was like expecting it to work. And I was like, this is going to be so good. Just fucking blow her head up. But then it doesn't work. And you're like, no, fuck. And then Pearl jumps, not jumps. I mean, she like can't barely, she can barely walk, but she goes for the, the shotgun and picks it up. And as Mia Goth like dives <laughs> out of the way, Pearl shoots and then gets blasted. She, fucking straight yeeted out through the, the door, door. <laughs> breaks her fucking probably every bone in her body on that fucking fall <laughs> that was hilarious i loved that so much because i was oh. not anticipating it i guess she doesn't really shoot use that weapon very often because i mean howard was using it all night and he wasn't getting blown away he must have known like how to fucking do that howard thing. howard knows how to brace himself for a gunshot and apparently pearl has no idea no clue. And like, if you've ever shot a shotgun, like it is powerful. Like, you know, you put mm -hmm. it in your shoulder and like your shoulder is sore the next day from wow. shooting. So like, if you're just holding it, not braced against your shoulder, if you're just holding it, like she was just like with your hands, it's going to go flying. And if you don't let go of the gun, you're going to go flying. <laughs> and I loved that. That is exactly what happened. Oh, it was incredible. Uh, we lost our minds. We're just <laughs> laughing our asses off. It's so great because, yeah, it's so unexpected. It's so tense. And then it happens. And you're just like, that is exactly what would happen. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And now I know never to fire a shotgun. And if I do, I'm going to, like, tie myself to the fucking something. <laughs> hold myself down. Like, Jesus. I didn't know that was a thing. But, fuck, that looked painful. <laughs> it's exaggerated a little bit. But oh, it's sure. so funny. And then, so the fact, and then the fact that when she walks out, she's like, my hip. <laughs> I know. And then she's like, help me. And then, the, the, like, I love that Mia Goth is just like, shh, be quiet. Like, fuck you. And she's like, you stupid whore. You're not going to be famous. You're going to be nothing. And then I fucking loved when she just, like, gets in the car, turns it on, and just, like, reverses back and, like, pops that bitch's head off with the mm. wheel. So satisfying, I have to say. And now I'll be the one to talk about foreshadowing. Uh, when they, at the beginning, when they drive past the cows that got hit by the truck and it's squishing over the tires, and she's like, oh, I hate blood. She did the same thing to, to Pearl. Didn't yeah. Hate, didn't hate blood that time. Now she's like, I'm all about blood. I was born in blood. <laughs> I will not accept the life that I don't deserve or whatever that line is. <laughs> I will not accept life I do not deserve. I do not deserve. I also wanted to mention that because that's the quote that she says to herself the whole time. Um, to hype herself up and that she's going to be a star and that she's somebody, right? And you know that, like, she doesn't... We don't know much about her, but that she's not... She probably left... She left home. She doesn't want to go back. That's pretty much all she mentions. Mm -hmm. And, like, throughout the movie and, like, different... Like, on the radio or, like, at the gas station and then at Pearl's house, there's, like, that preacher guy on the TV or the radio t preaching about shit. And at the end, when she's, like, yelling at Pearl and, like, having their, like, standoff... 
and she says the line that he says at the same fucking time on the TV, which is, I will not accept a life that I do not deserve. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah. And then it's like, that's like her dad. Because like at the end, it shows like him showing a picture of her and saying that their daughter like let like left them for sin and all this stuff. And I was like, did not expect that. <laughs> that was an incredible little like thing that, again, little detail, had no idea what it would mean. And it came right back at the end. Yeah, it was it was so good. It, it was, it was one of those like little twists that I don't think needed to happen, but because it did, it actually added a lot more like depth. It, it, it kind of reminds me of in Palm Springs when we learned that the, the girl is cheating yes. on her, on her or cheating with the the with the fiance the sister her sister's fiance it's like that little thing we didn't need that to to make the movie really good but it adds such a little layer of depth and and interest that I was like yeah. oh that's great like i already loved this movie and the fact that it ends with that little little sprinkle i'm like oh love it i'm there and then a, a sprinkle of coke on the hand as she drives <laughs> off cuz she's like that's one of my favorite things in this movie is that she's doing cocaine the entire time. And it's like normally at least like I know horror movies have changed over the years, like for from how they used to be. But for a long period of time, if you were doing coke and you were drinking and having sex and doing whatever you wanted, you were like the first to die. You were definitely not making it out of the movie alive. And that's one of my favorite things about this movie is the fact that like the girl who fucks like a lot and who does drugs and who like left the religious community, she's the fucking final girl. And that mm -hmm. was like, that's, I loved it. Like the fact that she's doing Coke, like after she like kills everybody, gets out of there, she's just like, gonna need this for the ride home. <laughs> what a fucking night. Like it's just, it was incredible. I, I mean, I've said it a million times. It's incredible, this whole movie. But I, I love the twist of like the girl who's a porn star and who's like, doing drugs is the one that's like the final girl i love mm. it we don't need these virginal women that's just men trying to tell us what you should be a virgin or else you're gonna die basically well and then <laughs> and then the two characters that are not filmed having sex they're the first ones to die rj and wayne mm -hmm. exactly it's crazy so i wanted to throw a little something at you about pearl okay want to get your thoughts so pearl is clearly a sophisticated killer. She knows what she's doing. Mm -hmm. Have a little list of uh, people that who you think would win in a fight against Pearl. Would Pearl mm. win or would the other person win? All these people are kind of old, just to make it, you know, kind of even. But... Well, I was about to say, it's like her versus Jason Voorhees, because <laughs> I already know. Uh, Pearl versus Liam Neeson. Ooh. Take it, take in Liam Neeson or any of those movies, but interesting yeah it's got to be a taken or else he's gone he doesn't stand a chance i don't know i mean i think again, it's pearl i think pearl i know i'm like i want to say because it's not like they're gonna be like what put into a ring together and fight it's more like <laughs> they come upon each other in real life and she's I, got the old lady oh i need help and he's like oh okay yeah i'm liam neeson i'm a badass but i'm a nice guy right i'll, yeah, I'll walk i know the skills i can walk you to the store or whatever the fuck I kill terrorists. I have a particular set of skills for terrorists, not women that I help cross the street and then they stab me halfway through. Exactly. That's the thing. Pearl just has the surprise factor. I got to right. give it to her. Pearl. Okay. Jigsaw. Mm. I might say Jigsaw, but that's just because he would put her in a trap that <laughs> would be her undoing, you know? 
here's I don't I, know what it would be, but it would be disturbing as all I'm gonna, I know. I'm gonna go Pearl again because <laughs> Jigsaw he doesn't put old people into his traps. So, I don't know. So he might he's, have. so he's gonna make a trap that's actually pretty simple, pretty easy. Pearl just has to fake having a heart attack or something. Boom, stab to the neck. It's done. Uh, he wants you to die, though. That's the whole thing with Jigsaw. No. He wants you to die or live. He wants you to grow. But anyway. Mm, or And if you can't grow, then you die. <laughs> <laughs> That's his. If you can't grow, you're dead. That's yeah. basically his whole thing. Uh, all right. Second to last one. Um, Pearl versus, and this is just for fun, the Predator. Pearl wins. We've Pearl. already established this. The predator, predator sucks. Does nothing but die. Yeah. <laughs> predator doesn't know how to do shit. The predator would be like, "You're not a threat." Boom, pitchfork to the eye. Yeah, exactly. Predator <laughs> would just yeah. He she wouldn't even come up on his scans because he's like, yeah, she's nothing. got no body heat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably she's like, uh, she's just so. She just covers herself at. in Vaseline. Yeah, I mean, she has to in order. I mean, that's the thing I was wondering when they're having sex. I'm like, that's got to be just like sandpaper rubbing together. Now this one, I don't know if I can pick a winner, but I think this is the the championship match of villains who prey on being un, unsuspecting. Pearl versus Esther. Mm, I like Both that. of them are like, you You have to assume that I'm not a threat. That would be a hard one. <laughs> and they both like to fuck. So <laughs> yeah. there's that too. They're both fucking. I mean, granted, maybe they might just go, we should team up. I think this would be the thing. They wouldn't kill each other. They'd recognize the strength and go, <laughs> we'll be a team and we will fucking kill as many people as we want in whatever order we want. Man, if if we did the villain draft and included Pearl in this, <laughs> if I got Pearl in my sex demon Esther tag team, if I had a, a three-way tag team, oh. I mean, they would have been out there drugging and fucking everybody. My team would have had a chance. <laughs> like, Jesus. Oh, all right. God. Well, this is this movie is just incredible overall. It's great. Do, do you have a favorite kill? Yeah, I think it's still Jenna Ortega. I think it's just for the shock factor, but, but like stylistically, I think the, the RJ stabbed in the neck, the director at the beginning is my favorite like sequence because yeah. I just love the, the aesthetics of it, you know? Yeah. And it just, it all vibes perfectly and just really sets the tone. But I think like overall rewatchability, it's gotta be the shotgun to the face, <laughs> Jenna Ortega. I can't get over it. It's so fun. Uh, I, for me, it's, it's either of the, the shotguns at the end. Whether it's Pearl's shotgun yeah. or Jenna Ortega's, they're they're just they're just both so unexpected. But yeah, yeah. You, you just made me think of something. All the kills in this movie are all very different, mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the reasons why I like all of them so much. Like they're all so different. Like there's a stabbing kill, there's an alligator kill. <laughs> there's... Yeah, there's a lot of variety in here. Yeah, and like that's. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, the alligator, I, I'm surprised Pearl doesn't use that thing more because that just is the prime way to dispose of people, you know, <laughs> when they're like talking about getting rid of the bodies. I'm like, yeah, they must just feed that crocodile all the fucking time. But like that, that thing, I would be utilizing it a lot more. I'd be leading more people back into the pond if I were her, you know, that thing's <laughs> that thing is. I mean, that'll put your numbers up. That, that guy's <laughs> going to get everybody that comes into that pond. I'm surprised you didn't get me a goth, honestly. <laughs> So one of the things with this movie, like, obviously, it is paying a lot of homage to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm -hmm. I thought for a while, like, the the house 
I thought that was the house that like they filmed Texas Chainsaw Massacre in. It wasn't until you told me that this was filmed in New Zealand. I'm like, okay, it's not the house, but like, it just looks like it. (laughs) It really does. Like the property, like, I mean, everything about this movie, not even just the location and like the house, but like the way that it's shot and like the style, the cinematography, the, the film that is used, it looks like it's made like this movie looks like it was made in 1979, which is mm-hmm. the cool part. And it also feels like this is the best Texas Chainsaw sequel that we've ever had. I think this is the ultimate one that we were maybe promised after the first one and none of them ever lived up to. Right. Because none of the other sequels had ever captured the same vibe that people love about the original, which is how it looks like, you know, it looks gross. Like it looks kind of like it looks so real and like almost like like you can feel the heat just coming out of the frames when you're watching the movie. Mm. And I felt that a lot with this one. And it, it's like crazy how well they captured the vibe and feel of Texas with it being shot in New Zealand. But yeah, I found that like this, this feels like Texas Chainsaw more than like, I mean, especially the newest Texas Chainsaw. They should have watched this movie and figured out how to fucking do it. Because I think with all the other Texas Chainsaw, the newer movies that they've tried to do, they all look really glossy and like new and like really, I don't know. They just don't. Besides, I think the remakes, the remake with Jessica Biel captures like the dirtiness and the grimy, like gnarly vibe. Mm -hmm. But it's still like the actual film and the way that it's shot is like a music video, which is like, you know, that's all the 2000s horror movies. But that's why I like this one is that it feels like it's from that time period. And I think Ty West is just like insanely talented at that skill because his other movie, The House of the Devil, takes place in the 80s and i kid you not if like every little thing in that movie does not feel like this movie is from the 80s there's no way that somebody just made this like within the past 20 years right it's yeah. it's crazy how he's able to do that I'm, I'm sure it's so much goes into the details to make sure it matches but that's one one of the things that really i'm glad you noticed that too because it just felt like in general this is like the biggest homage to texas chainsaw without ripping it off which yeah. is hard to do i bet well, and I'm excited to watch Pearl because that's going to take place like, I don't know, 50 years 80 before years this. or 70 years or something. It takes place in like 1818 or sorry, 1919. So like, like, like 50 years. I can't do math. <laughs> 80 years would imply that she's like 10 years old in the movie. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So I don't know. I so, can't do math. But it does take place in the 20s. Yeah, the golden yeah. age of Hollywood. So I'm excited to see how the look of that i'm not expecting it to be too different just because it's the same set and everything it does look a lot different though from everything i've seen in like scenes and clips it looks Mm. like it's like from like the like back then like it literally feels like the golden age of hollywood and cinema like everything about it people are saying it feels like wizard of oz which is incredible that they would be able to pivot so much with all (laughs) the same things that they had to use you know yeah it's all about how you put it together and edit it, I'm sure. Well, and the fact that they filmed this movie, they filmed Pearl totally in secret. No one knew that it was even a thing until they premiered X. And then at the end end of the movie, they had the trailer for Pearl, right? Yeah. That's, that's how the, it happened. The end credits. Yeah. So just like regular people seeing it in the theaters, it's like at the very end is Pearl. And you're like, and it says coming out in September. And you're like, I'm sorry, what? Like <laughs> yeah. in six months? And they already filmed it? What are you talking about? Everyone was like, holy shit. So that was just like crazy. And then 
they just did the same thing when they just premiered Pearl a few months ago at the Toronto Film Festival. They, I think it was at the very end of the credits, there's a little tiny teaser video for the third film that they have not already filmed yet. They are filming it right now called Maxine, and it will follow the, our main girl, Mia Goth, from X. Instead of going back in time, we're going forward to Hollywood in the 80s. Mm. And it should be, I'm sure there's going to be some porn. There's going to be some, some, I'm curious to see what she's up to now after this night. Cause this would fuck me up for life. I think after living through this shit, especially an old woman molesting me in bed, which I know we didn't mention, but <laughs> that's gotta be up there for most horrifying things that could ever happen to you. That scene was really interesting. Cause like, that's got a, that's good. Like special effects. Cause she's playing both of them. So she's she, playing with herself right there. She's, yeah. She's just got to play around with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm really interested to see Maxine because yeah it's taking place essentially like a year after this but the movie ends so X ends with them finding the camera which she is on there so like I wonder if that's gonna follow her I was wondering that too if like that will make be what made her a star like if they find that tape and like if they make that oh. movie because everybody died but it's like kind of got a cool story behind it right oh I didn't even think of that that would be that would be really interesting if like that tape makes her a star. That's what I was wondering because, well, also maybe I'm just thinking about that because I watched that Pam and Tommy show and like Seth Rogen plays the guy who like worked for them and had a grievance and steals their <laughs> sex tape and leaks it. And I was just oh. like, I mean, if somebody found that fucking tape and there's all that good sex on it, I mean, you might want to put that out there, try and get <laughs> it out in the world to be like, hey, maybe I can make some money off of it. And then maybe that's that's what propels her to Hollywood. Or maybe she just says, fuck it, I'm going straight to Hollywood after this because if I can survive this shit, I think I could take on some producers. But I, I'm assuming it will still be horror. I don't really know. I'm curious. Maybe now she's like a mini pearl and she's crazy killing people. Mm. I'd be curious. There's a lot of different ways to go with it. I think that's what I'm most excited about is X really doesn't tell you what's next or how, mm -hmm. how she's going to handle this because like, that's going to be a lot to process. All the yeah. cocaine in the world won't help you pro process that <laughs> shit. <laughs> Maybe uh. it'll help, but <laughs> but yeah, that one comes out, I think, in, in 2023. I don't know when. Maybe spring, summer. It could be wrong. I don't think it's been announced, but. Okay. Very excited for Maxine. Super pumped about Pearl. That'll be on streaming, I think, in November. It said it was coming to Showtime. So people will be able to watch that if you haven't caught in theaters, but we'll we'll be doing an episode for that too. Uh, I'm I'm a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm excited for Pearl. I'm excited for Maxine. I'm excited for a a weird out of nowhere franchise that just like popped up in 2020. And we got three movies 2022 and three movies in less than two years. As much as I get, like it takes a long time to make things and to make them really well. It's like you know, I love House of the Dragon and Lord of the Rings shows, but two more years I'm going to have to wait before another season. And that is very bothersome. What happened? Like, I feel like Ty West was like, Peter Jackson was onto something. Filming in New Zealand and filming everything at the same fucking time. That was genius. <laughs> Again, that was another studio, New Line Cinema, taking a risk and filming three movies at the same time instead of one, one, one. Can you imagine how fucking terrible Lord of the Rings would have been if they did that? Yeah. Would have, been would have been awful. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm, I, I hope this, I mean, just the success from X and Pearl alone and then Maxine, I hope more studios will, will take chances on movies like this because this is what we want. Mm -hmm. 
you know, yeah. give us some good new original shit. It's hard to be original nowadays. And when people have an original idea, we should really give them a platform to to use. So or if even if it's not original, if you just know how to do it well, if you know if you know how to make good characters, just give us what we want. <laughs> Ty West, please never stop working. Please make <laughs> movies every year for the rest of your life. I, I love it. I'm here for it. regular exclusive we hope you all had a good time watching x listening to us just ramble on about how much we love it i hope you're all scared and horny right now because that's like the two main feelings i feel like you should come away from x with what's the line i will not accept the life that i don't deserve there you go you got it (laughs) gotta put it out in the universe and that was a lot of fun and and renee if i'm right you actually just watched pearl yes i did the second it was available for purchase <laughs> and can you confirm that we are definitely doing a pearl episode in the future yes we <laughs> have to absolutely i will say that it was even better than i thought it was going to be the best way i can describe the movie besides like it's all about mia goth she's incredible but the overall vibe I got was like Psycho meets The Wizard of Oz. And I was here for it. All right. Yeah. Seems like two different vibes, but they really, they nailed it. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait to talk about Pearl more in depth, but I'll leave you with that teaser for now. All right. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. And we will let all of you know as soon as it's streaming somewhere. Because mm-hmm. we'll be doing an episode soon after that. Of course we will. We better. It's it's going to be maybe two episodes. There's a lot to unpack, let me just say. Well, in the meantime, Renee, tell us what we're watching next week, because I'm excited. I've been waiting for this movie to come to streaming, because you've been telling me about it. What are we watching? Yeah, I haven't shut up about this movie, because I think rightly so. It's just a real big surprise. Everyone's been talking about it. Barbarian is what we're talking about next week. It literally just dropped on this week on HBO Max, so... You know, get your watches in. We're going to be ch- chatting all about it. There's there's going to be a lot to talk about. You'll understand when when you see the movie. And it's going to be a wild ride, but I'm excited. <laughs> and similar to Malignant, uh, there's going to be no way to talk about this movie without spoiling everything. So, like, if you, re- if you really are on the fence about watching this movie, go watch it because there, there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> there's about four or five spoilers it's not just one spoiler there's like four or five spoilers that just keep the movie on your toes (laughs) yeah this is one of those movies too where it's like i mean everybody says this about a lot of movies but i i've i've noticed that this is one of those movies that everybody has said don't don't look up anything just go in blind you will be rewarded and i have to say the online like community loves spoiling shit and I feel like everyone has been so great about not spoiling Barbarian publicly, like online anywhere. I think we all just respect the fact that you got to not know anything before you see this movie. So that's been cool to see. It's that or people have tried to spoil it and people are just like, there's no way that that's that's true like that that how could that be real <laughs> believe me if i yeah if i if i listed off those big spoilers right now you'd be like i'm sorry what 
<laughs> but believe me, it makes sense. It all works together perfectly. Oh, man. Well, we're going to be doing that next week. So get ready. It's on HBO Max. It's going to be a blast. But in the meantime, uh, do all the social media things. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. It's like us, just an ever growing list. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but um, yeah, and continue to send us movie recommendations. We are getting out of of October. This will be our last horror movie, at least mm-hmm. for some Not amount forever. of time. For, yeah. for some period of time. Who knows? We like horror movies too much, but we're going to take a little break. I guess some people like want some variety or whatever, but <laughs> no, it's okay. We're, we're not. I mean, I'm not leaving spooky season behind in my heart, but like we are together as a society moving towards the holidays. So <laughs> we will be mixing it up after Barbarian. But for now, we're sticking with the spooky. So you guys can suck my dick if you don't like it. <laughs> uh, all right. Well. We will see you all next week. Take care and have a good time. Happy Halloween. Yeah. Do something fun. I don't know. But uh, regular exclusive out. (laughs) 